then the Holy Spirit told me, open the door. Mm-hmm. See, if you, that's what I tell when I do the women's discipleship when we did it. I used to tell the story. You know, if you're not at the, the Lord's feet every day, you don't know how important it is for you to know the, the know the Lord's voice mm-hmm. because it was it saved his life it saved my life so you're out there on the ice on the plywood mm-hmm. for a little under an hour and then the guy runs to your apartment bangs on the door gets naughty and then what <laughs> and then I was I was like I just threw on my clothes because I, I couldn't understand him but I know he said um moo mantra or Danny or something. Moosh. Moosh. Moo Basha Moosh something like that. Your Yeah, your husband. And he was saying your husband, your husband. I knew that's what he was saying. And he said to come with him. So I had to you know, I had to put layers your clothes. Yes. My boots. And then I finally went <clears throat> out and then I heard this echoing of a man screaming it was horrible the screams and I told the Lord in my heart I said oh God don't let that but is that my husband he said yes it is and then all he had to say was but I am with you that's all God told me and it was like such strength that got a hold of me that it kept me through all the, the turmoil we went through all of it. So then you go out, you see Pop lying on the ground, he's yeah, screaming. Yeah, when I get there, I see him. And then what happens after that? I said, what What, what can I do? What I, should I, I do? I told her to go call, uh, go get an ambulance by our, our landlady, our rent lady. And so she, or was she there with you? She was there with you, huh? No, I think I went back. I ran back and I knocked on her door and I told her and she came running about and so she called an ambulance, which wasn't an ambulance. It was just an old, dirty old van <laughs> with a woman and a man. Not right, because no it medical is supplies, former nothing, communist. <laughs> nothing, absolutely nothing. And they didn't even know how to pick up the person that were injured. They said, you, you, you. And they picked up one with one leg, one the other, one the arms, the men. And this fork was underneath Poppy's skin ready to pierce out. He yeah. was already hemorrhaging inside. Now, the doctors tell, tell, told us... Well, wait a minute. There's no way the, he could... The, what happened it is that they... was a miracle. Everything was a miracle. They, when they slid me in uh, onto, the, onto the van, there was two chairs, one for her and one for the nurse that was in there. And they, and they, they took off, you know, and they, they didn't... I wasn't strapped down or anything like that, and uh, it was bumpy. You know, it yeah, was, it's like the the streets in Mexico. Yeah, <laughs> you remember in oh well, no, in Estonia it's better. It, yeah, Estonia's pretty nice now. And and so I felt each one of them, and then uh, back we, then in the village there was no road. It okay. was like that. It was like dirt, mm-hmm. gravel. Well, so was, I asked the nurse to to give me a shot. And, and to do something isn't pain. And she she got into her purse and um, uh, unraveled this newspaper, and she had two syringes there, and so she got one syringe and she just plunged it in through my Levi's and gave me a shot, and uh, it it subsided just a bit, 
but uh, about 10 minutes later, I asked for the other shot, and, and she, she plunged it into my arm, and, and she gave me the other shot, which didn't work as much either. And, and then I got into the, we went into the clinic. When we got into the clinic, they gave uh, me an x-ray, and the x-ray machine looked as old, looked like it was from the 1940s. 1940s. I go, That's the way oh, the medical supply was. They don't have nothing, Martin. And the doctor said, they looked at that scratchy picture. They go, they... They, they assumed, they didn't even see it, that his, his, his hip must have come out of joint. <sighs> but that's not the case and at so, all. So they, they just decided to straighten out my leg. And before they straightened out my leg, they were taking off my Levi's. And I, I told the interpreter, actually yelling at her, I think, tell them to cut him, cut them off. They weren't cutting off my Levi's. Because they could get money for them later. Or, oh. or they were saving that, my Levi's. Levi's were real, something everybody would pay money for. Right. But finally, they did. Did they cut them off or they pulled them no, off? No, they took them off. Uh, I was hurting. And I never know what happened to them, Levi's. <laughs> Somebody must have took them. It was it was big time, and then uh, the doctor put his hand on my thigh, and the other orderly got a hold of my leg, and he had them pull my leg, and the doctor pushed down on my on my leg to straighten it out to put it in traction. But it was so brutal. Uh, Nani, uh, and I knew the Lord told me they're not doing it right. This is not. This is not right. And I knew it, and so I wanted to go push the doctors off, because I knew they were injuring him more. They were not helping him. His his femur was broken in two. Yes, with like a fork broken okay. inside. But they thought it was his hip, hip that was dislocated. That was dislocated. So they were pulling, pulling it on his leg. Yes. Yes. And, and pushing down. And pushing it down. So you tell me how he lived through that. I don't know. It should have cut through his arteries. It should, he was already hemorrhaging inside. It should have pierced the skin, and he would have hemorrhaged. He would have died right then and there. But yeah. God kept that skin on there. God did something inside there. Right in. Because they never once, Gabo, in the two days he was there in the hospital, never once did they take his blood pressure, take his temperature, give them an IV, nothing. They never Two days that. in the hospital with nothing. They don't do nothing. Well, so then they, they gave me shots. Okay. Of yeah, what? Because, <laughs> yeah, do you know? Yeah, these, this is illegal now in the world. This kind of medicine they did. We found out from the, the doctors in Finland. What they do, well, let me put it this way. When a poor Russian babushka grandmother slips on ice like Poppy did, they start planning her funeral. Wow. Okay. Because that's how bad the medical was. Yeah. Come. And well, we were in with the low class bad medicine. We were in the 1940 dungeons. And um, while they were pushing on his leg, and I knew that was wrong, it was such a tense moment. I said, oh, God. I thought I prayed. And then all of a sudden, I felt like a wind. It was a wind, like, and it brush my hair mm -hmm. I felt it and Poppy said tell him what you saw I, I saw uh, like 
uh, like waves of uh, like when you have a heat wave mm -hmm. you could see the wave it was it was right in front of me and it, it just moved this way against the doctor and he pushed the doctor the angel of god did this because there was nobody Some, else something pushed that, that doctor the up god against the wall pushed him up against the wall there, and then he got disorientated and god got him disorientated and he said um we won't do this treatment no more in Russian. He said, well, we will send him to the hospital in St. Petersburg. That was God. That was an angel of God. Mm -hmm. So I know, like, and I know as I know that no matter what happens to us, you guys, no matter what, if there is no one else to help you, there isn't God will send an angel of God mm -hmm. if he wants you still to live mm -hmm. he will send an angel of God to do what he has to do mm -hmm. that I saw with my own eyes and I knew it was an angel like so was, then they stopped they stopped pulling on his leg yeah <laughs> and they then got disorientated and then and then uh, so that's <coughs> so then what happens after that they decided to send me to St. Petersburg okay and that was another hour. And, and so they, 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 uh, they prepped me and they, they, they set me up on the, on the stretcher. And uh, this ambulance was a little bit better. It had me on straps, you know, up. So you was... sway uh, the walls. <laughs> so you were swinging and hanging in the car. <laughs> and, well, it, it was like yeah. a Helms Bakery thing. Okay. That's what, but this one was a little bit more like an ambulance. It was awful. No, so that one was more like an ambulance, but that's, and, uh. So and, I was trying to hold that yeah. thing so tight so he wouldn't hit yeah. and hurt. And so when they took me to, when we got over there, they, uh, uh, they gave me a shot. The same illegal shot that they're, they gave. Do you want to do part two, Cabo, or do you? The shot was about this long. It was huge. It was like a foot long. The needle was like a foot long. The needle. And then it, the 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 lap task or what do you call that? That glass thing. They didn't where where the liquid or the medicine the would liquid go? Liquid was like yellow orange, <laughs> and they would put this stuff in his leg consistently. I don't know how many times they did it to him. So then you went to St. Petersburg after, and he's getting injected with this stuff. You get to St. Petersburg. What happens there? They uh, they set me in traction. They gave me a, a, a more shots and to uh, the, to for the for the pain. And they still never took his and blood they pressure. Had, and they, they had still me, never gave him an IV. The, the traction. They put me in traction. I can't remember much. But they, it was all like... Because uh, Dad, Poppy was in shock. He, mm -hmm. They decided, they came with this drill and, you know, to put, you know, to put the That was a day after, bar. honey. That was a day after. That was a day after? They had put the bar in him. They had put this... So they actually recognized that it was broken in half. Yeah, but see, why you don't put a bar... Now, if you're broken and you're fractured, yes, to hold the bone together. But you're talking of a broken bone over here like this. Mm -hmm. That has nothing to do with that until they surgery and close it and fix it right. Then you put a bar in traction. Oh, yeah. They did it. 
They did everything so illegally. Oh yeah, they didn't do any surgery on me. But while they were boring a hole in my leg, the doctor realized it was in the wrong place, so he reversed uh, the drill and brought it out, and then he, he relocated and put it another another hole in it. And then it was a rusty drill. And uh, and the bar was pretty thick, and then they uh, they put me in traction, and they they put me in uh, in the hospital bed, and, and, and I and, couldn't move anymore. And I in Saint Petersburg, if you're if you're in the hospital, your family has to bring you food, and if they don't bring you food, then you don't eat. Or bedding. They but they they. The last thing I remember is that they, they put the, the blanket up to here for me because that was it for me. I didn't, I couldn't move. Uh, and all I saw was the door closing and <laughs> that's where Nani was, was, uh, was sent home from there. Yeah, about, they said there's nothing. About 10 o'clock at night, this thing happened around seven in the morning, seven or eight in the morning. Wow. So they get they told me um to bring what did they tell me? Six hundred. Huh? They, was it a was it a a thousand or six hundred? Well they told me I have to bring in a thousand USD money. I only had three hundred dollars. That's all. To USD. release me. And they and in order to get my husband out, I needed a thousand U.S. in my hand. He said, "Okay." I said, "Okay," because I'll get it. And we used to get our money from Hotel Europe in Saint Petersburg. Mm-hmm. Really beautiful hotel. Never, never stayed there. But anyway, uh, we'd get the money in. There was this, um, American Express office on the, you know, on the side. We would get our mail there. Mm-hmm and uh, everything, so we were, they knew us. We would go like once a month, once, twice a month to get our money um, from American Express through it, put through that. So that, you know, I went, no, I didn't go then because it was night. It was midnight and, and it was midnight. That was the day after that I went to the American Express office. It was midnight, and I had to find my way home with Tanya, my interpreter. And we went through a lot of experience that night. She didn't remember what bus to take to get home to our village. So she said she thought that, oh, I know, I know. So we get on this bus, and then the bus, then she looks, she's looking, and she's realizing, she goes, I think I better talk to the bus driver. I think I got us on the wrong bus. I said, okay, Tanya. So she went up there and she told him, and they said, the only way that you can get back to your village, they explained to her. So she said to me, she sat down, she said, there's gonna be a stop that we can get off, and then there's a walk we have to go to get the very bus that would take us to our village. But she said, there, we're going to make it barely for the last bus. And if we don't get on that bus, we might have to sleep outside in somewhere. Wow. I said, okay, Tanya. 
So then we got off, the, the bus driver told us there to get off there and the bus, other bus places way down there. And so we got off and then we saw these lights because it was, it was like, um, well, it's a village. It's the middle of nowhere. nothing, yeah. nothing, middle of nowhere. There's no people, there's nothing. And so, you know, it's just metals and yeah. countryside. So we see way in the distance there's a bus coming where we're getting off the bus. And we still have to walk over there. And the place is really slippery. That's why he fell. Mm -hmm. So we're both hanging each other up and trying to get there, walking fast. Then the bus is coming closer, closer. And we started ready and we just prayed and we ran. And we're out of breath and we, we almost got there and we... And he saw us, he saw us. And it was like from here to the table and there he was coming and he slowed down and then he looked at us and he drove off wow. and left us. And that was it, I couldn't take no more. So I stand in the middle of the road and I said, in the name of Jesus, you stop. And the bus went, <laughs> it stopped and he drove back. That was God. Because they don't do that. Mm -hmm. They will not pick you up like that. And so... But when you got on the bus, what happened to you? I fell down and I got... I fell in poop. On they, the bus? No, I fell out. When she was going to... I was stepping in the bus and I slipped. <sighs> and I fell and it was nothing but poop all over me. It was like the devil was getting me every which way he could. And so I said, this is it. This is it. I can't take it anymore. And I, and I sat down with poop. And Tanya said, it's okay. It's okay. Because people would just drop their drawers and go anywhere because there's nowhere to go. Mm -hmm. So I don't know why they did it right there in front of the bus station. I mean, bus that stop. But anyway, Could have been I came home. We finally made it home. And I was, I, the, Tanya and I went home. I went to my place. She said, in the morning, I'll pick you up, and we'll go do something, be with, with Pastor Moncha. I go, okay. So immediately, I, I sent a fax to, um, to what's his name, Mike Stubbs, and he told me, don't worry. In the morning, I'm going to call. I'm giving you the number of the American Embassy, and this consulate, he was is there to help you. He's going to help you. Just do what he says. Um, don't worry, it's going to be okay. We're going to be praying. And so, um, I don't know if I... Yeah, I sent I sent word to Maywood Church, to the office. I sent a fax. And were you here when Auntie was sharing about how Roxy Reed... Do you remember Roxy? I remember Roxy, yeah. Well, Roxy had a dream. She was a prayer, with the prayer warriors all for years. She had a dream that in her dream, she saw Auntie Cindy and and uh, Auntie Nunu sitting on the floor crying. And she didn't know what the, why they were on the floor crying. And so Auntie told her, well, the only reason we would be crying was just something to do with my sister and Danny because they're the ones that are furthest away from our, our family right now. And then, she, and then Roxy said, I don't know, but that was a dream. She had the dream about a month prior before this happened. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, um, they were in prayer, the prayer, when they got the message, when they got the facts, Bill Hall was in the office, Bill Hall, um, Roxy said no, the, somebody came running, 
because uh, I don't know how. Well, somebody came, was at the church and they sent someone run over to the prayer meeting and tell them, and she goes, what do I tell them? Roxy said, just tell them that my dream came true. And so that person ran to the prayer meeting and told Auntie and, and Cindy, Auntie Cindy and Auntie Esther, that the dream came true that Roxy had and they knew it was about us. So they came running back to find out and that's when everybody started praying in the United States for mm -hmm. us. And the word got out to pray for Danny Mancha. And so we were, thank God we were, in, they all were in prayer. I got up the night before I fell asleep, I just packed a bag with some change of clothes for him, some change of clothes for me. I packed one bag because I knew I couldn't handle no more. And I just locked up the apartment and left with Tanya. And we knew, me and Tanya knew that we prayed that we wouldn't fall ourselves mm -hmm. and be hurt because it still was slushy and yeah. slippery. So <clears throat> when I got downstairs, because I was on the third floor, I got downstairs, there was this Russian man with, you know, the Russian hat. Mm -hmm. and, he, and he was standing there and he looked at me and he told me in Russian to get his arm. And I and then for a second I said, who is this guy? Russian Mafia is crazy and he's telling me to get his arm. And then he got my suitcase and he said to get my arm. And then in Russian he told me, step where I step and you won't fall. And so I followed him and he stepped and then put his leg and I stepped and then he stepped and I stepped and I was following him. And, and then by the time we got to Tanya's house, she stuck her head out and she said, in Russian, something about, who do you think you are? That's my pastor. What are you doing with her? And he said, don't worry, just come down. So she came down, he came down, and Tanya said, I don't know who he is. And I said, I don't, I don't speak Russian, Tanya, but I understood what he told me to do. Mm -hmm. So God must have sent us an angel. And then she just looked at me, and we were kind of spooked off. Mm -hmm. We walked us to the end of the village where you pick the bus up. He walked us to the end of the village. Then he got in the middle of the road and he hailed down one car. And in this car was a man that could have been the twin of my father. Really? And he was in this driver's side with his, with his car and he said for us to come in. And then the Russian guy the guy that was helping us put the suitcase in the trunk, put us in, and we were off. And we knew we, he knew we had to go to St. Petersburg Hospital. And that was like an hour out. He finally got us in there, went all the way up the hill, and dropped us off to the top. I was like, I can't believe this guy. Now, I talked to the Russian consulate's wife that morning on the phone because Mike Stevens had given me the number. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mike um, Stubbs, Stubbs yeah. had given me the number of the, of the American Russian consulate. Uh, American, American consulate in Russia. Yeah. yeah. And so then he, his wife said, I'm sorry, he just left. But I can give you a number of, that's associated with the, it's an American clinic for Americans that visit Russian, Russian, Russia. So I called the number 
And he said, Mrs. Mancha will help you. He said, um, I said, I need a thousand USD. I need to get, where do you have to go? I go, I have to find my way from the hospital to the St. Petersburg at the, at the hotel, Europe. And he said, no problem. Um, don't, no, 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 no. He said, don't worry, I'll meet you at the hospital and I'll meet you there now, I'm going. So I was waiting for the Russian consulate. In the meantime, oh, it was in the early morning that I called the doctor, Olga, where he was and told her, get my husband ready because I'm taking him out of there. I'm, ta I'm taking him out of, of he said, because um, uh, when I called the clinic, the main guy told me, we can have a plane for you at the airport uh, two o'clock in the afternoon today to take your husband to evac, evac him into um, Finland, Helsinki, Finland, and they'll be waiting for you at the hospital. It's, I said, the only thing I can tell you is that we can only pay with American Express. He said, okay, so what do you need? I said, no, and then, I, and then I said, I need, what I need right now is I need to get to the American Express to get the money. Mm -hmm. And he said, okay, we'll give you a driver anywhere you want to go. And a driver came, picked me up, and Tanya from the hospital took us in a Mercedes Benz, but of course they have those nice cars. And anywhere I wanted to go, I went to the American Express office. I got the $1,000 USD. They told us, Mrs. Mancha, don't worry. American Express will pay everything that you need. Of course, we had to pay it back. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But anything you need, we'll pay for the evac jet, we'll pay for everything. Because you are an American citizen and you, ha and you have an American Express card. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay. And I was praising God all the way. When I got to the hospital, Dr. Olga was nowhere to be found. The whole place was empty when they took us to this office. I saw a phone there, and I said, well, where is the consulate? Where is he? You know, he's supposed to meet me here to take Poppy in an ambulance to the airport. And then they said, I don't know. So finally, Dr. Olga, Olga came out, and I was picking up the phone to call the American Express. And Tanya was saying, no, we're, we're not supposed to touch their things. I go, I don't care. We're, I'm getting my husband out of here. And so I picked up the phone, and I was going to call, and she came, and she grabbed the phone, slammed it down with my hand. And I said, what's wrong? And then Tanya said, she said for us to come with her. I said, she's going to take us to our, my, your husband? She says, I think so. So she took us down this dark, dark dungeon, like the hall was getting smaller and it was dimmer mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it was old. And it was a little hall. We were walking down single file following Dr. Olga. And all of a sudden I got this fear because Tanya was clutching me and saying, I think we're gonna die. I think they're gonna kill us. I think they already killed Pastor, and they're gonna kill us now. And then I said, no, they're not. 
Yes, they are, Sister Linda. So I just lost it there. I got so scared. Babo, I thought, oh God, is this the way we're gonna die? And as we got closer, I got scareder. I got scared and I got weaker. I know in my presence, mm -hmm. you know, in my, what is the word? You know, my, the strength that you have, you believe. And then all of a sudden, Dr. Olga turned around <coughs> and her face was distorted. Do you remember seeing any movies? You see movies where a demon becomes a person? Their face becomes a demon? Mm -hmm. Well, that's exactly what happened. Her face turned to the demon that was pulling on her, that was that spirit. And her face was totally distorted like a demon. And it didn't scare me, you know what it did? It was like it slapped me on the face and it, as the Holy Spirit told me. And I go, oh, I can handle, it's just you, the devil, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. That I can handle that and it woke me up and I got strength like back God allowed that demon to appear like that because he knew that he knew that I was strong enough to realize, snap me out, I fought this devil all my life. Is that all? Is it only him? The power of the blood of Jesus is greater. Mm -hmm. After that, I got strength. Um, then they, she took us to her room and she threw open the door. And she was so mad. Tiny said, she's mad at us. And there in the room was the consulate, American consulate. He said, where have you been, Mrs. Mantra? I've been waiting for you. They put me in this room. And I go, we've been here since 1 o'clock, but somebody wouldn't let us see you. She didn't want that puppy to leave. Mm. She wanted to keep him and get more Make money. Make more money, yeah. So the consulate, so we told her, get him ready. Then they got him and they tortured him because they were mad because we were taking him out. So they, they mishandled him purposely? They, yeah, they pulled it out. Well, they had to give me shots again. They, they said they had to. They gave and me. They put him in this. They gave me three more shots. They, they plunged it into my leg and, and then they gave me a shot and unscrewed the vial and then put the vial in and pull it out again and put it in the position and then he pulled it out again and pulled it in the position. Gave me about three shots, didn't they? I don't know, but I wasn't there when they did that. And, they, they, and I, I, they, they said I had to straighten out my leg. I said, give me a moment. Otherwise you can't go. You know, it was, a, it was a wooden cast they were trying to put on me. Uh, something with and, metal on it and I it go I go uh, after a while I asked the Lord Lord you're gonna have to help me to straighten this out and I I pushed and I, I straightened out my leg and the doctor saw it and they both ran over and put the brace on and then they set me uh, uh, in a ambulance a real one and and they rushed me to the airport and that's where I I, I I came they brought me out of the 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 ambulance and then the two Finnish doctors jumped in afterwards and they were waiting there since two o'clock mm -hmm. everybody was on time mm -hmm. but that Russian doctor wouldn't let me get that poppy and they gave me one shot that worked one they, shot yeah 
and yeah. then they they gingerly brought me into the so aircraft and and it was totally different scene everything clean it, it, it was warm all the medical supplies and you know right finish medics and my wife awesome. was there which was uh you know and then the, the pilot asked me if i was comfortable I said, I'm comfortable, I'm in heaven. <laughs> and I cried. And they took us over. They, yeah, they 45 minutes later, we were landing in Finland. And the doctors, they, an ambulance came, took him to the hospital. And when he went in there, the doctors were so mad. Want to hold they it? Were, the Finnish doctors were so mad. Want to stop it here? Yeah, we can, we can pause it. Okay.